0: what's up guys here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode hundred and eleven here with my guy Fredson
1: how are you I am doing well I am on vacation even though it looks i'm like I'm in a dimly lit prison or something I swear to you I am actually on vacation uh and enjoying myself but I'm enjoying myself a whole lot more because we have transfers 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 to talk about we'll also talk about the u21 euros we'll also talk about the new club world cup we got a lot going on alex and uh even though i'm on vacation here i'm ready to get to work how about you
0: so you better watch the whole episode of episode 111 great topics Mm -hmm. that it is but you said transfers and before we get to Mm -hmm. it put down below the transfer that you think will definitely happen this summer and i gotta say this week marked the week that Newcastle said to the world, we mean business since we're mm-hmm. in the Champions League. Tonali to Newcastle for 70 million is a mad deal that shows that Newcastle wants to be a Champions League contender one day. One mm. day. Brun Guimarães, Tonali, Joe mm-hmm. Ellington. That's already great. Mm. I can't wait for what's coming. Seeing that Teo Hernandez is related to Newcastle, a lot of transfer rumors. Oh my, mad, yeah, mad. Yeah. This is well, high level. I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna say it right now. On paper, outside of Manchester City, yeah, Tonali, Bruno, Joe Linton. That's the second best midfield in the Premier League wait, at wait, the wait. moment. Wait, wait, wait. Is it better you, than Casemiro,
0: Mounts, and Bruno Fernandes? If it happens, Breton.
1: I don't know. Chelsea's playing hardball for that one transfer. So uh, as of right now, as of right now, I'm sticking with Newcastle. I'm sticking with Newcastle as second-best midfield on paper. I mean, Tonali, there's a certain thing you have to worry about, right? He's coming from Serie A. He's going to Premier League. There's differences, sure. Uh, He didn't really want to leave AC Milan. He didn't. No. So uh, whether or not he can, you know gather himself, uh, be excited, uh, get excited. I mean, Newcastle is going to show him all the love in the world. They're going to roll out the, we'll call it the black carpet, not the red carpet. <laughs> um, and and he is the, I mean, Sandra Tonali will go down in history as the most expensive Italian player ever. Um, and it feels, 7 feels million weird.
0: A season 70 plus million. 2 million Oof. in add-ons. Donali, Oof. that's what it mm. takes for him to leave. AC Milan and now Paolo Maldini wouldn't have accepted a Rossonieri like Sandro Tonali leaving. He would stay at AC Milan all the years playing. They just would extend his contract and he would be willing to do that. But AC Milan (laughs) needed the money. They needed the money and Maldini couldn't accept a sporting project that wasn't 100% successful with the culture of the team tonali yep. is the chip that will be suffered we see a lot of news i just want to say too we see a lot of news of asa milan to replace tonali they're gonna get mm-hmm. maybe frateji and sergey mm-hmm. milinkovic Savic. if that's the case mm-hmm. for, for if they get those two cheaper than the 70 million that they got for tonali it's a good enough replacements in my opinion okay but still yeah. Don Ali would have oh. stayed at the club. He's in the under-21 euros, Don Ali. He's still so oh, yeah, young. Yeah. It would be another yeah. 10 years at AC Milan. So, naturally, yep. every Rossoneri fan is mad after the Maldini 2. <laughs> Rafael, he yeah, was their hope. He's literally yeah. the hope. He could be the MVP of Serie A, but you need to give him the team. What? Oh.
1: It's, uh, you know, I, I'm not done talking about Newcastle yet, but the whole AC Milan, Cardinal, um, who owns them, right? Who's running the show now? It just, it doesn't make much sense. I think also with that massive cash injection that was coming down the pike, I think they slow rolled. They they kind of slowed down on bringing in guys that made sense, you know? Uh, AC Milan could have gone after a Marcus Terram. Uh, and they decided not to, right? Uh, they decided it. not to go through it. He rejected them because they slow walked it. He wanted it. He wanted the AC Milan deal originally. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I was hearing. And instead, who does he sign with? He signs with Interna- Inter Milan. Um, because and Inter Milan, they're cash-strapped, man. They're cash-strapped. We know it. We hear it all the time. Here they are winning one of the best free agents, one of the top free agents out there. Albeit, they're paying him a very pretty penny. Tanali's getting 7 million in the Premier League, uh I believe he's going to get close to 6 in Syria. To but, run. And but, I don't think he's that good. He, but but Turam yeah.
0: replaces Lukaku and Ed Dzeko. Yeah. And they need players right. to replace that position and for 6 million without transfer fee, I don't think yeah. that ain't too bad for Marcus Turam. A, 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 a player with mm. the potential to play in, in the Frost National team, not a starter, <laughs> but just being involved. I, I, I like it's that. True. I like Marcus Thuram. Okay. But let's wait and see people. I want to see, the, well. I want to see the comments. But the Newcastle midfield. The Newcastle camp. midfield. The Newcastle mm-hmm. midfield for next season with Don Ali, and Joe Ellington. I still believe they're going to get an offensive mid like James Madison or Dominic Choboslay. Okay. I think they added yeah. that creativity. Another player like that would be instrumental in a Champions League run with Eddie Howe too. And Nick Pope in the Champions League will be hella bold. I'm so – I'm excited, Preston. I'm excited. Uh, well, but, you know
1: – you, you, you bring up my biggest worry about Newcastle. Mm. You do, okay? And and here's, here's what it comes down to. This is going to sound counterintuitive, but listen, Newcastle very clearly, probably next to Manchester City, had the best defense in the league last season. Yes. Do not rest on your laurels. Do not rest on your laurels. Do not expect that to repeat itself. If we go down the list of names, these are not, they work together as a team, but there is always a reversion to the mean. Dan Byrne, great player. Dan Byrne filling it at left back. Great player. Dan Byrne potentially replaced by Teo. Wow. Okay, now we're talking, but at the same time, from a defensive perspective, that does change the nature of (laughs) uh, how Newcastle, how their defense is set up. But listen, they got so far. They got so far with Fabian Schar, with Dan Mm -hmm. Byrne. They got so far with some names that outside of this season, none of us would have ever looked at them and been like, Yeah, that's a Champions League defense right there, okay? So, do not rest on your laurels. You need depth. You're going to have this bevy of fixtures that you're going to have to actually navigate. You have to strengthen that defense, regardless of whether or not you were the best defense in the league last season. If you don't do it, it's going to be a very long season for Newcastle.
0: I agree. I agree with that. But I want to say Trippier is a name that I think must be mentioned. Trippier, the captain. And I think he's going to be the captain in the next two, three years, maybe, for Newcastle. And if they get yep. Teo Hernandez, if Teo Hernandez is at Newcastle, next to Trippier at the other side, they literally have yeah. one of the best fullback duos in the world. In the world! <laughs> That's mad for Newcastle to do that oh. in, like, like two seasons. That's mad! Yeah. From relegation yeah. to an established team in world football. Newcastle. Yeah. Look at Alan Shearer. Like, oh my days, he's, he's, he must be the happiest man. Like what yeah, an investment he did! He's a legend, yeah. top goal scorer mm. of, of 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 in the Premier League, and he's a Newcastle mm. legend. That is gonna be like I'm gonna say right now: Newcastle, a hundred percent in my opinion, next season will be ahead of Tottenham. <laughs> Ah, Ooh, okay. <laughs> I really believe that they will be ahead of Tottenham and I believe Newcastle will be winning a title ahead of Tottenham too. They have higher okay, expectations okay. and the ambitions of this project are higher than Tottenham right now. That their ambition is keeping Harry Kane and let's see what happens.
1: That's what I really yeah, believe. Guy, I believe that. It's, it's, it's like reverse ambition, it feels like. I, I, love, I love the fact that Harry Kane wants to stay at the same... Uh, you know, club forever and new and Tottenham want to keep them there. But at the same time, it feels reverse ambition. Just like we talked about Barcelona having to move on from Messi, Tottenham, I think has to move on from Harry Kane, but if they want to move forward, if they want to move forward, Um, but it doesn't necessarily seem like that's going to happen. Uh, But they did, they did identify their goalkeeper, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Uh, With Loris leaving, uh, they they have signed Empoli goalkeeper, if I'm not mistaken, yes. Guglielmo Vicario. Uh Young, like phenomenal shot stopper. Very, very good. Uh, pretty high up in the goals prevented. Uh, Empoli was very good for like the, mid, you know, up until three quarters of the season. And in the last quarter, they stunk. But every game he did not play because of injury, Vicario, mm-hmm. Um, I think they were winless. Um, and in six or so, they lost five of those six. Um, so Vicario is actually a great, great deal for those people that wanted somebody flashier. They probably wanted to drop. They probably wanted them to, I don't know, go after Onana or somebody that's in the news. But no, um, I think Vicario could be very, very good for Spurs. And I think that's actually the type of deal that they really need to start building around. You know, um, so- stop going flashy and actually build a foundation that people can be I don't know, supportive of. Uh, you, you had you had people booing De- Davinson Sanchez last year. Bring people in you want to see play regularly that, that have a, a fire in them regularly. Vicario, I think, is a really, really good start for Spurs.
0: Uh, I think Udogi will be a highlight next season from the Serie A. He could be. But I, I have yeah. my doubts on him, on the goalkeeper. Yeah. I, I'm oh, good you 21 oh, years. I have my okay. doubts on him, being honest. But let's wait and Who see. Who would you have liked?
1: Who would you have liked? Uh,
0: f- well, for Tottenham, giving guarantees, if they they would try yeah. on Nana, they need to try on Nana. Like they need to I break know. the bank with guarantees, just like what I'm gonna uh, say in the next team. It's Arsenal. They need to break the <laughs> bank too with guarantees. If Arsenal miss out with Declan Rice and Declan Rice goes to Man City, that is totally a power move by Man City. Arsenal should have pulled the trigger. They're offering 80 yeah. million. Man City's mm-hmm. gonna step up 100 million, and that's it. Done deal. That's what it takes. Man City yeah. lost Jude Bellingham to Giamadri. That's the elite, the elite of football football heritage right now that are competing against themselves. Declan That's Rice true. is a world-class player that changes Arsenal's position in the world's view. And Man City know that. That's why they're stepping up in that interest. So, let me yeah. ask you, are Arsenal going to yeah. get Declan Rice?
1: I, I still think, I feel like Declan Rice is, is built, ready-made for, for an Arsenal team. I, do. I think they will. I, I, I'm I, come on, man. Come on, man. No, it. I think I think there's a worry with Declan Rice that he might not play week in, week out for he, Manchester he will.
0: City. He, he'll play the Stones' position. I think Rodri yeah. and, and Declan Rice will be playing together in that midfield. I think that will be the I, I just.
1: Okay, uh, okay. I mean, it, it all sounds good on paper. I just think Declan Rice is ready-made for... Arsenal. Do I have a reason why? Um, not necessarily, uh, but it's if if it's going to happen, it's very clearly going to destroy Arsenal's transfer record. Um, what, what are we thinking now? Like a package above 100 million? It's is probably be, it's, what we're I,
0: I, I think so. I think West Ham are positioned yeah. themselves, winning a European trophy too, for Declan Rice yeah. to go for 100 million, a starter for oh. the English national yeah. team. And I really believe yeah. if Bernard Silva leaves Man City, Declan Rice is going mm. to Man City. And yeah. we see Gundo, Gundogan leaving Man City, Bernard Silva potentially leaving Man City, and we see Guardiola Masterclass replacing with Kovacic, that Kovacic yeah. going to ball out with Guardiola mm-hmm. and potentially Declan Royce. That is elite business once again. When we see, don't forget last summer, we saw Man mm-hmm. City selling Gabriel Zuz and getting Julian yep. Alvarez and Erling Haaland. And the rest is history. The rest is history. They... They do the right deals. And that was elite. I see the same happening in midfield too. I have high expectations for what's coming. So high. Uh, uh,
1: Again, it's just one of those things that makes so much sense that I almost feel like it's not going to happen, you know? And uh, I I, I love how City approached this. Mm -hmm. City knows that they just won the treble. Pep knows that he just won the treble, obviously. He's probably still partying because of it. Uh, But basically what he did was he watched Arsenal submit a bid get blown back. Watched Arsenal submit a second bid. got blown back. Watched Arsenal submit a third bid. Remains out there, I believe, right? Uh, but when it comes down to it, they were already able to learn the lessons of those first responders, the people that are trying to get Declan. They're desperate to get Declan. And they come in, strutting in, saying, here's our treble. Here's your spot in our midfield. Um, if we can guarantee you playing time, you ready to go. Let's do this. Um, and I, I see it. It all points to Manchester City. But I think Arsenal, if they're going to break the bank, they're going to break the bank for Declan Rice.
0: And what the thing that's mad for me, it's Man City. Next season, are the yeah. they're they're the favorites to win the Champions League again. I really believe yeah. that's the case. Holland will be better. <laughs> Alvarez will be better. Foden, Rico Lewis, like Ruben Díaz will be better. Grealish mm. will be better with Guardiola. Rodri, Rodri, the best CDM in the world, in my opinion. So Man City. Mm-hmm. The level is that. And Declan Royce, if he wants to achieve greatness, there's a chance of Man City too. So I, I won't yeah. hate on him if he goes there. <laughs> but I want to no. ask you. I want to ask mm-hmm. you here in a special segment of the pods. Where will U.S. Man's national team players will go? Oh. With? Oh, where do you think Pulisic, like which, I'll say, I'll, I'm going to ask you, a player of the U.S. and you're just going to need to say yeah. the respective club that you believe that U.S. player will go. Okay, Bretton.
1: Oh, gosh. Okay, Okay. let's go.
0: Which club should Christian Pulisic go, in your opinion, next season?
1: I am still – everyone's pointing to AC Milan. Everyone's pointing there. I think, yeah, playing-wise, that fits. I I still hold out hopes that Newcastle comes calling.
0: (laughs) So Pulisic should play for Newcastle, in your opinion. Yeah. Tyler Adams, where should he go?
1: Tyler Adams, I think if Arsenal doesn't get uh, Declan Rice, they should look at Tyler Adams, oh, especially Latvia. if Partey's leaving. Especially oh. if Partey's leaving, but it's more likely Aston Villa gets him.
0: I'd prefer Latvia to Tyler Adams, Breton, in my mm. opinion, for Arsenal. Well, that's
1: that's a pretty penny, but Tyler Adams Tyler Adams will uh, get you there for a lot less money, and he's both a hell relegated. of a player. And both a hell of, hell of a leadership. Both, both relegated, relegated. yeah. So I just, yes, that's sadly. why I'm
0: comparing both. So you think yeah. Pulisic should go to Newcastle? Tyler Adams should go to. Arsenal? I'm I'm
1: gonna say uh, no. I'll say I like the Villa move. I like Unai Emery, and I okay. like Villa. So yep. you
0: so you're saying so Pulisic to go to Newcastle, Tyler Adams to go to Aston Villa. Where do you believe yep. McKennie should go?
1: Oh man, oh man, McKennie. That's a you know that's a great question. I really haven't thought much about McKennie um, because he's back at Juve for the time being. Um, and Juve, I, I love the fact that Wea in a quadrato role and McKenny in the midfield and giving them a shot. But Juve doesn't seem to like him, Allegri doesn't seem to like him. So, where next? I could see him in the Premier League, I could see him back in the Premier League. I just don't know where. I, I have no Roma. clue where. Do you have a club for me? I, I have Roma. You like Roma?
0: Roma has Roma? been in the news for to- topping mm-hmm. for McKenny, and I think Jose Mourinho with McKenny that would be very good for him. He'd like him, opinion. he would
1: definitely like him. Yeah, and, my last and they've already gotten, they got Awar and they got Indica, right? Yeah, yeah, Indica? Yeah,
0: exactly. So that's but, good. So okay. Roma, in terms of free agents, they've signed in the past two seasons players like Belotti, Daibala, Indica mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and Usemawar. Awar. So Mourinho has a pull, and players want to be coached by one of the greatest in the game. Wanted to highlight yeah, that. And my but last. Kenny's a character, player.
1: though. It's true. Yeah. My, okay. my last
0: player I want to ask you is where that for the U.S. men's national team is one of the best players on the team consistently where should we play in your opinion
1: well i i consistently where should he play he should play he should play at lille and they should actually play him mm. um but uh marseille would have been a great 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 shout um, Brendan Rogers is back at Celtic. That would have been wonderful, but I think this Juventus move is happening and I think they see him as a quadrado, uh, slash Di Maria. Um, I, I'm not going to say replacement cause that's impossible. Uh, but as somebody that can actually run up and down that side and is cheap, he's a value play for them. I actually, outside of most of American, you know, soccer Twitter, I would welcome that move for Timothy Weah to Juve. I would welcome it. I think it's great because he uh, he can do uh, exactly what Allegri-, Allegri needs him to do. And if there's one thing I like about what Allegri does, and I hate 95% of Allegri ball, it's what they generally do with the fullbacks. I do like that. So
0: okay, we'll see. and it's a tough it's tough sho- shoes to fill with Juan Cuadrado, yeah. uh, a Juve legend, especially late stages. Okay, yeah. interesting. I just wanted we'll to see. ask you those ones and. So with the transfer, how about Ricardo Pepe?
1: How about Ricardo Pepe, bud? Uh, PSV, we got Ricardo Pepe. He's going to PSV, PSV reports almost saying. a done deal, yeah. and I, uh, I just can't wait for him to get a little service. Um, but yeah, no, I appreciate that. That was a good step. We should do it for pol- uh, for Portuguese players in the future.
0: <laughs> well, Portuguese players, there. Let's see, let's see. Well, we're gonna mention. All Portugal. going to Saudi Arabia? Yeah, but but I want to talk about. <laughs> yes, that's the big topic. Saudi Arabia yes. now is changing football. Yep. The fans are yep. going to be with full stadiums to watch the world-class players that are landing. Players like N'Golo Kante, Karim Benzema, and maybe a huge player <laughs> like Bernard Silva. But that rests to be seen. But one of the biggest yep. winners with the Saudi Arabia situation is Chelsea. Chelsea, in yeah. like 48 hours, they managed to guarantee more than £120 million with player sales like Koulibaly, Eduard Mendy, Ziyech. Kai Havertz said, yes, it wasn't to Saudi Arabia, maybe Arsenal. Yeah. But a lot of mm-hmm. money has left now with Chelsea. They are doing great business, in my opinion. And Todd Boyle clearly knew something we didn't last January, from my point of view. He knew the investment yeah. was going to come in Saudi Arabia, and there was a the necessity to sign world class players and chelsea are exploiting mm. that new market in my point of view I to
1: say- well they, 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 they i wouldn't say they're exploiting it you know because exploiting it means that they're actually getting a good deal right they are. no they're 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 spending no they're spending their faces off for players that probably don't cost that much mudrick no even modoweki's cost i love noni modoweki too much You know, there's over, they're overspending. So that's how you strong arm people. And that's what's happening. And it's easy to do that when one of your majority owners, um, is Saudi, right? And, and they are one of the majority owners of, yeah. Okay. Okay. So minority owner of, uh, silver, what is it? Silver Lake? No. Clear Lake, clear, uh, Clear Lake, right? Yeah. Yeah, Clear Clear. Lake capital is what it's called. But listen to this, like, come on, you, you do do that, I guess, knowing this heading into it, but it does feel icky, okay? I, I'm not calling it a conflict of interest. I'm not calling it any of that. I'm sure people will be investigating these particular things, but ultimately to literally have ready-made in less than a week's time, all of these guys lined up, guys that are considered cast-offs essentially of the team for the most part, uh, Koulibaly to Al-Halal for $23 million, Mendy gone, Ziyech gone, okay? It, it, it seems a little suspect. It seems a little suspect. So, and then on top of that, you're spending $65 million, or about one Kai Havertz for Strasbourg, right? And you're buying a club uh, to expand business. So whether or not it's all actually kosher, that remains to be seen. But Chelsea is getting all the help that they absolutely need to revamp their lineup. You're 100% correct by getting rid of their castoffs to Saudi Arabia and I bet they threw Christian Pulisic's name in there too and he's probably already turned it down. But, but imagine, So you got the Chelsea
0: Saudi Arabia transfers but non Saudi Arabia you got Kovacic, Mason Mount, Lukaku and yeah. Kai Havertz. Those four are going to be, be sold for more than 150 million. Those yeah. like those yeah. just those four. So imagine yeah. I think that Chelsea are selling all the all the players that they don't have in their future ambitions and Pochettino I think he's in love with these decisions too. When you have a manager that is lined up now and making concrete decisions for the future, I do think the changes uh, will happen. But I uh, wanted to yeah, say I, a special thing about Ruben Neves. Ruben Evch is a Wolverhampton legend. Six years, six years with the, with this team. He was he's the youngest player to play as a captain in a Champions League game for Porto at 18. He was on believable for Wolves I wanted to give and he they even were promoted when Rubenevs arrived at Wolverhampton he promoted Wolves and he maintained that team with the culture attracting a lot of Portuguese players to play with him Joao Motinho, Rui Patricio, a lot of legends past f- Portuguese legends uh, from Wolves and I want to say I'm not gonna Rubenevs I'm you know I'm not gonna hit on you to go to Saudi Arabia for three years and earning 25 million a season. At 29, oh. he can return to Europe 75 million more, richer. Richer. Yeah. So look, he's still going to have a, a, a great career. And Rubanev, just go bold at Ali Lal, and a new career is going to be done there. But we're going to oh, talk yeah. more about anyone- the FIFA Club World Cup more forwards. So f- stay in sure. episode 111 with Rubanev. Shout out but, to him. but I to
1: say that. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I'm going to have to take the other side of that coin. Uh 26 years old and we're already talking about him as a legend. Um of the course. fact that he moved, yeah, but the fact that he moved to a championship squad uh, to start, let alone got them promoted, uh, that tells me that there there seems to be a just a difference in mechanism, right? There's a difference in thought to Ruben Neves, right? Um he doesn't really care for Champions League ever. He doesn't care for playing at the pinnacle of the game. Um, so it is interesting. I love him as a player. And uh, no doubt he has provided legendary mov- moments for Wolves fans in terms of some of the best goals I've ever seen in the Premier League uh, in the last, you know, well, in, amidst his time in the Premier League. But in the end, I do see it as kind of a lack of ambition um, all across the board. And if that's that, if it's all money, that's fine. I guess that that's your prerogative. That's your ability as a footballer. You don't have to take the path um, of always needing to be at the tippy top of your game at all times. But it you can't sugarcoat that and say that that is not disappointing. I mean, I, I, Roberto Martinez, I know, is new. And I know he played him the yeah. other day. But ultimately, you got to think to yourself, if I want this guy as razor sharp as possible, I want him cutting his teeth in the Champions League.
0: He's, he's, I understand your know? point of view, but I think from Ruben point of view, and I know for this, because of some insights, I can say Khoubanev sure only had one team yeah. in his mind. And that team was Barcelona. And it's devastating. And it was devastating that Bar- Barcelona didn't have in their intentions mm. with Xavi to go for him. So in his mind... Mm. He said, "Look, I'm gonna earn in three years what Ruben Evgin is mindset. In three years, I'm gonna earn what many players in the history of football couldn't even earn, like half, half of that. Yeah. 75 million three uh. seasons is just mad. And the 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 fact that he's being offered that is it's un, I think it's he had to accept that. And he, I'm gonna reiterate, he'll be 29, and he can make another career decision. And I believe he'll be he will be still at top shape." still be a the post- issue
1: there. Yeah, the issue there is he's never getting 25 million. There's no way to justify getting 25 million a year over there. So you're going to be taking you better bank all that or find a good financial advisor uh because frankly, you know, that what 25 million a year when you come back to Europe, you're in, you're not making anywhere close to that
0: exactly you're not making it anywhere exactly.
1: anywhere close to that at all so uh, the move back is actually a whole lot tougher because mentally i don't know how you go from hey 25 million well we're only going to offer you six five when you come think, back at 29 years important.
0: old i don't think that well i think, I think he does that well it, it, that it, hold on hold on this this offer. is a new this is a what new you, this, is, is, you, a new this is a new
1: territory but this is a new territory He's
0: going to earn 75 million in three years another time like, this is his peak he, of his he's career. He's not going to. Exactly. He's, he's not. That's why he has to And it, it is.
1: it is. It, it, it's not the peak of his career. 26 to 29 is not necessarily the peak of your career. Tell Messi and Ronaldo that. That's not the peak of your career, necessarily. 26 to 29, you're still relatively formative. You're still relatively actually making yourself a legend. He ain't a legend. For Ruben Wolves Neves is, is not a legend. For Wolves, For Wolves, he is. he's not. For Wolves, he's not. No. What? I'm not going to say that. You're no saying he's way. not a
0: Wolves legend, Ruben Neves. No, no way. That's no way. Being no honest, way.
1: Like, no that's
0: hella disrespectful it's, towards him. And it, it, I, I don't, it, 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 I, I, I feel just, sorry for I, him. I don't, I, I
1: don't, I can't. Ruben, the Ruben goals. Neves, he's, he's a, he's a, I'm trying to understand, like, N'Golo Kante, I understand it, okay? Kulabali, I guess I understand it, right? Um, but when it comes down to it, you know, I need to understand for you, do you think what the Saudis are doing, considering they're out for the 2030 World's Cup? They already agree it ain't happening for them, okay? What is the plan here? To throw $200 billion or $20 billion, not $200 billion, to throw $20 billion at players every three years and continue to buy into these players? Or is it to actually develop and and develop an infrastructure to actually be able to develop players in Saudi Arabia and in the Middle East? Or is it by osmosis, you bring Ruben Neves in and automatically four guys around him become close to Ruben Neves? Or No. no? No like what, in- what is yeah. the end game is okay. is it changing is it changing football for the positive or for the negative this type of uh massive cash injection uh and it almost feels money laundering like right in the sense that they're they're just whoa, throwing cast off players
0: that's man- uh, that's it- money that exists from petrol the country's just investing in it in a different way i, I think this is very different different <laughs> so but i think saudi arabia bringing in well, is it for, for the good him or him or him is, it, is it for the good or for the bad of football the, i need to get you on the, record it's 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 for the good of football why why would it be for the for the wrong part of football
1: i'll let the comments decide that okay cuz i don't agree
0: okay 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 that you've seen us we've seen it
1: but we've like, We've seen it. How? Okay, so you would have said the Chinese Super League, that was good for football back in 2012?
0: Chinese Super League didn't have full stadiums like Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia has a massive fan base potential, just like the U.S. I, th- I see the U.S. Hold market on. and the China, Saudi Arabia market. China but has some... a
1: massive potential too.
0: They do have, but they didn't they just, have full stadiums. They just didn't have, an infrastructure. No, they just didn't the have fans an infrastructure. No, are different.
1: They don't yeah, have the heritage, I they see... didn't build anything. Ugh. Oh. Yeah.
0: But it's, but what do uh, you
1: mean the fans are different? Have you been to China? Have you been to Saudi Arabia? Saudi no Arabia I don't has I don't full
0: packed stadiums. Full packed stadiums supporting Al Nasser, Ali Lal. Teams that yes, they are recent, just like MLS teams, but it's a legacy to be made. And seeing now a FIFA Club World Cup that is a, a, a competition that is to have higher significance in the future mm-hmm. than in the Champions League in the 20 to 30 years time scheme of things. It's it's oh. undeniable that no one can beat but the Champions League in terms of legacy and football heritage. But the fact that it's well, yeah. ha- what's happening is football is having investment for many different sides of the world. U.S., Saudi Arabia. Like China did in the past. It didn't work out. T- it happens. But it's something that we need to accept that the world is changing well, and football is changing too. Uh-
1: uh no no this is only saudi arabia doing this newcastle in the champions
0: league and you're saying well yeah 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 yeah. they're doing they're doing
1: they're doing that within right they're doing that within right they're doing that within uh, technically although it's flawed incredibly flawed a regulatory environment they're doing that where you can actually police it here you don't necessarily know What's what's going to be happening? But if you feel it's for the good, then that's fine. They're just going to have to continue to inject 20 billion dollars. And I know petrol dollars will continue to pay for that. It's whether or not they they lose interest or they continue. I just don't get the end game. If the end game is to entertain your crowd, why now? Because the why NFL now?
0: Club World Cup is coming in 2025 and 30. They only get two spots, but they still they get, get two, two spots. spots.
1: And Ali Lal will be spots. one of them.
0: But it's still two
1: spots. The J League. The J League is better than them. The J League is better than but them. But
0: why do they get two spots? Because they're so recent. They only get two. But that's why Cause cause they, they don't have the significance.
1: Still, you're telling you're more. telling me that twenty. You're telling me a twenty billion dollar injection to players into the Saudi the Saudi League. Okay, is solely to 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 expand the the amount of spots that that the AFC gets.
0: Again, it's the new competition. It just started. They have two spots.
1: <laughs> it's not a new competition. It's an expanded competition. No, no, no. It's not it's a new a competition.
0: It's a I'm so sorry. I got to rephrase right. with you now. This is a restructured competition, the FIFA Club World yes, Cup in huge, 2025, huge. in which it was going to have 32 teams with the Champions yeah. League winner, Chelsea, Man City, Real Madrid, Palmeiras, Flamingo, mm-hmm. Ali Lal, Seattle Saunders, all confirmed teams to participate. And it's going to be every sure. four years. It's a new competition restructured. I'm sorry yeah. that I should have said like this. And I think Saudi yes. teams are f- seeing football in a different way. And I think football fans, again, in 20, 30 years' time, I think these competitions will take a toll and it might change the history of the game. And I agree with Seferin that he has to invest in academies, not just with big-time players. It is true, but this is a cultural change that we're facing in the world too. Geopolitical, a lot of things are happening. And again, this is football as a consequence of the culture we live. So I just wanted to say that I want I'm not I'm not going to hate on Ruben. I'm not going to hate on Bernard Silva if they go. They make their decisions. And I could even see Bernard Silva if he gets like 100 million a season coming back to Benfica reinvesting that money a bit in the club and maybe becoming an investor. I don't know what the future holds. But again, he has objectives, ambitions, and I don't know what they are. You, you, painted, you painted. You
1: painted. You painted with a rosy brush. That's all I have to say. I don't see. I see it a whole lot skept, more skeptically for you in terms of Ruben Neves' you know, ingratiation back into. Uh, or integration back into, say, European football after this. I mean, you look at the Chinese Super League, it was tough for a lot of those guys to find moves back based on what they carried in terms of how much money they were making over there. Okay, you literally literally just brought up the one person that recently had success. Hulk. Recently had success. Hulk has not necessarily had success beyond coming back from the Super League. he's on a much, he's much older and he plays a much different role than he was expected to play as one of the preeminent stars of that 2012, you know, massive. And a lot of those teams have gone kaput back then. So yes. I am with you. I'm just I I can't paint it. I know he's a, a, a you know a Portuguese player. I can't paint it any other way than I yeah I'm disappointed about Ruben, Nez, Ruben Neves. I am interested with my popcorn. I will sit here and I will watch the Saudi League. Um as I won't actually be able to watch it unless there's some deals uh, on my end of the pond. But what I am excited is if you're saying that that is the reason they're injecting money into it is because they know there's a global stage and they want to play on it and the club world cup is the way to do it i am very excited about the club world cup 32 teams it sounds absolutely wonderful it will take place in the united states in 2025 and i'm going to tell you right now the united states is going to have the copa america played 2024 On their shores. 2025, we'll have the the new-fangled Club World Cup that looks amazing. 2026, we got the Men's World Cup. 2027, we'll likely have the Women's World Cup. And you know what? If we can't take a massive step forward, right, then we probably will never take a massive step forward in terms of credibility on the footballing stage. Now, we still have to do it incrementally. We still can't open up and, and you know spend as much. We don't have the petrol dollars, right? There's well, corporations and there's individuals that have to invest their own money into this game. But by all means, uh, the U.S., uh, I'm excited about the trajectory. Uh, it's also a massive opportunity that could get missed. So and it, it's a little bit scary to think that we miss it. But a let's little bit see scary to think. What the this.
0: people say in the comment section down below about the Saudi league, yeah. and now what you said about the MLS. Leave your thoughts down below. Well, not MLS. MLS and football, U.S. men's national American team. American football. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. Okay, yeah, but yeah. now there's big topics too. We got big things that happen during the week with Real Madrid and Barcelona mm-hmm. news. We got now a lot of people that are saying that Project Mbappe is happening this season. PSG. Cannot afford to lose Kylian Mbappe for free. It's 150 million to 200 million or bust. But Real Madrid, if they get Mbappe, they have to they have to pay PSG 150 million to 200 million, and they have to have a close contract to what he's getting at PSG next season. It is 150 million guaranteed. Real Madrid have to go bold with the contract situation. But I fully believe Florentino Perez's vision is clear from my point of view for this summer. Jude Bellingham, number five. Vinny, number seven. Rodrigo, 11. And the number nine, Kylian Mbappé. With signings of Fran Garcia and Jose Lu that will be remembered as a great summer transfer winner. One of the greatest of the ages, if it happens. I really believe that will be the case. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm,
0: if I'm butchering. My, my note...
1: I know my my nose is turning up at it. It it seems it seems like I get there's an opportunity here to get him. I get it. I I just I don't know. I don't know. You you again are painting Florentino Perez as uh, a an absolute mastermind. Best football Um, president right now in football. For the club, he got his he got his butt kicked in the UCL and he got his butt kicked in La Liga. I know what he's done previous to that, but we're we're coming off of one of his worst years on record. Um, in terms of actually piecing together something. So I, I'm with you, but if you need Mbappe to win La Liga again, you're screwed. If you need Mbappe to be relevant in the Champions League, well, you don't necessarily need that, but at the same time, you just lost Benzema. Um, but yes, I get it. There's a window to probably bring Mbappe in. Um that could saddle them for years and years to come they just dropped 100 million on Jude Bellingham
0: but i think Mbappe says like Mbappe sees the Harry Kane news to Real Madrid and he says Harry Kane yeah. gets that number 9 i i don't get that guaranteed spot next summer if Harry Kane goes yes he'll be like 100 million and he will be cheaper than Mbappe but that guarantees Mbappe if he goes to Real Madrid he could be double right. better than Harry Kane and longer too i i, I this is really something i really believe Okay. Mbappe uh, at Real Madrid wins a Ballon d'Or. It. He wins mm. a Ballon d'Or. If he had gone oh, to yes. Real Madrid, maybe that 4 0 game would have been very different. Vini, Mbappe, the, the potential now. And it's the best opportunity for Mbappe to go at the same time as killing Mbappe. And the Real Madrid yeah. midfield, Ceballos is going to stay. Kroos staying, Modric staying, Chuamani there, Fede Valverde, Kamavinga. Like, you have elites yeah. players that are still there, and the midfield is what makes you win champions right now. And their midfield yeah. is still world-class. Real Madrid. It's
1: true. It's, it's true. And the loser in all of this, obviously, is uh, anyone that calls himself a PSG fan, I guess, because PSG, my oh my, the times are a-changing. Um, Mbappe wants out. Messi's gone. Neymar's gone. Well, not yet, but he will be soon. And I know you want to talk about that shortly, but... It, it is it is absolutely bonkers to me. Uh, I know you just said if he moves to Real Madrid, it's it's the best shot he's got at Ballon d'Or. But my goodness, scored a hat-trick in the final, World Cup final. Uh, he, he constantly is a ridiculous threat for PSG. Um, he's constantly one of the best players in the world, Kylian Mbappe. Mm-hmm. And yet, because he did not hoist that trophy, because he did not hoist that trophy, he will not be a Ballon d'Or winner this year. Even though statistically looking at it, my goodness, Kylian Mbappe is... Just one of the best out there, right? right. Obviously, you've got Erling Holland, you've got Kylian, uh, you've got Lionel Messi having, you know, a, a throwback uh, and winning it with Argentina. But when it comes down to it, Kylian Mbappe, it's very clear, and it was always clear. Mm-hmm. Kylian Mbappe's best chance at winning a Ballon d'Or, the longer he stays at PSG, even if Messi and Neymar stayed around, would have been with France and in a World Cup year. That's it. That's it. So yes, I agree that he has to go to La Liga. Mm -hmm. He has to go to Real Madrid in particular if he's going to win a Ballon d'Or because the longer he stays at PSG, it ain't happening. And uh, last I checked, the World Cup only happens every four years. It's true. It's
0: true. And this (laughs) season, going with what you said, most goals in 2023 right now, it's Haaland with 28 and Kylian Mbappé with 25. Again, Mm. Mbappé, go to Real. So this changes. (laughs) And you win maybe a Ballon d'Or and you solidify yourself as the best player in the world. A lot of power moves are being done. The Ballon d'Or is an open grabs since Lionel Messi has left the, the, the Europe and Cristiano Ronaldo has left Europe. This new era, it's all up for grabs and you the front runners Neymar, Haaland, Mbappe, mm. like it's going to be it's all up for grabs. But I want to say Nacho, I want to give a special mention to Nacho Captain. Nacho, extended of the till 2024. He's won 23 trophies at Real Madrid. And he's been at the club since 2007. Nacho is a true Madridista that can adapt to playing fullback and center back, And he feels Real in his veins. And that's what you need. The culture needs to stay in the longest player to stay at Real Madrid. That's why he's the captain. That's how you become the captain at Real Madrid.
1: giving some love to a player that uh, you just don't hear a lot of Real Madrid fans giving him as much love as you just gave him. And I think it's deserved. I I like it. I like what you're doing here. We should do that once a week. We should pick a, you know, an under the radar player and and give him a little love because Nacho (laughs) deserves it. But uh, I, um, I I was just thinking, Mm. why not extent, not go Harry Kane, not go Mbappe, why not Roberto Firmino? Why not bring him in? You've got yes. Joselu and you've got Firmino. So wait it out a year. Get Mbappe. I mean, it's not for free. We know that. But get Mbappe as cheap as you most possibly can. Because it seems Mbappe wants Real Madrid. And he's willing. He's already said he's willing to wait a year. Um, and when it comes down to it, don't go for Harry Kane. Roberto Firmino would fit in very nicely at the Bernabeu. Tell me I'm wrong. I mean. I,
0: I think I think Firmino compares with Jocelou And Harry Kane with Mbappé. I think yeah. they're two distinguished type levels. And I do get Very you. Well. I do get Depth. you. Uh, I think it's interesting. Firmino. I, I would love to uh-huh. have seen Firmino with Ancelotti. in that style of play. But. Uh, number Firmino, Firmino
1: the, the Brazilian trio until Mbappe comes in 2024, I like it. I, I like it. You got Vinicius, Rodrigo, and Firmino up front. We all know Firmino can drop. He can play. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's every bit uh, what Ancelotti would like before Ancelotti, you know, Goes off to do some big things.
0: It's true. Um, and Fran Garcia is a transfer. I think Frank Garcia in two, three yeah, years' like time it? will be remembered much more. He's already being called okay. up for the Spanish national team, and he was very good in La Liga last season. Very, very yeah. good offensively and defensively. He is reliable too. I think I really like this transfer. Again, learning in this winning culture. You got players that are brewing that are elite. Antonio Blanco, that we're going to mention more forwards, maybe if he gets a chance. Or an Arribas, too. There's a lot of talents, yeah. too, from La Fabrica. Alvaro Rodriguez, that can learn from a lot of players, too, in this scheme of things. But Real Madrid is moving a lot in the market. But at the other side, we do have big moves by the other team. That is Barcelona. Sure. Gundogan. Ika Gundogan. Pep Guardiola's first signing that just costing £25 million, a Man City legend, is joining Barcelona, and the Barcelona midfield is officially world-class with Gundogan coming in as an option. They can have playing in midfield Barcelona, Gundogan, Frankie de Jong, Pedri that, in my opinion, will solidify himself as one of the best midfielders in the world next season, Gavi. Kessier and the bench roll, And I still believe they need to get a CDM. Kimmich Impossible and Zubimendi. Very difficult to convince. So I'm very mm. curious to see what they're going to do at CDM. But Barcelona and Breton are three positions away of becoming an official Champions League contender from my point of view.
1: Do you agree with that? Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, three three I'm positions. Like... Well, yeah, I, I agree with the statement. There is still work to do. Mm. There is definitely still work to do. I agree with that statement, but no, Gunduan is just a massive, massive signing. And and if like okay, I hate even comparing Gunduan to a, a transfer level of like a Christensen. Mm. But like them them picking up these these shrewd, well done, you know, financial masterpieces um, that will give so much more than they actually cost. Uh, is just absolutely huge for the predicament, I guess you could say, that Barcelona's in. Um, and they got to continue to be absolutely smart. But good one, I, how can you complain about it? He's still 32, or he's just not just 32, but he is 32 and he's still mobile. He just he's coming that I guess that's the only issue you can think of. I mean, do you think there's going to be a cooling off period? Uh, wow, I just got out of Pep's vice. Um, I got out of I, I'm coming off of a treble, uh, and I don't know. I I don't play my best. They call that, what? Uh, Transition period. I don't know. But Gundogan, there's no way to paint this in a negative light. I I can try all I I want to, mm -hmm. but Gundogan to Barcelona is massive, and I think he's going to be a fan favorite, easily.
0: And it's too, like, what Xavi's doing in terms of players developing to, Xavi ball is very real because in the terms of defense, Barca's got one of the best defense in the world. Pedri's a much better player. Gavi's a much better player. Balde... It's, it's He's one of the best left-backs already in the world at the age of 19. Balde's development with Xavi should be focused a lot more. And I think the Barca lineup next season, the defense is sorted. Mm-hmm. Ter Stegen, then you have Conde at the right, Chris Stenson, Ronaldo and Balde. Then CDM still doubts, but midfielder options with Pedri, Frankie de Jong, Gundogan, Gavi. That's elite. And then three forwards, <laughs> Lewandowski there. Dembele, Vitor Roque may be arriving in December. Elite mm-hmm. choices, in my view, and Rafinha and all this. Fatian eh, Fatien Torres, still doubts, still doubts two in the lineup. So it's yep. uh, if you look. Remember when we were saying that Xavi was a great fit for Barcelona? The tape is the, out there. Go see. Like one, two years ago, we were saying that, and to see now the confirmations that the biggest threats it's a Man City in the Champions League for mm-hmm. me it's Real Madrid and Barcelona next season. Xavi will make a much different Champions League campaign this time, and let's hope Ronaldo Rouge, Christensen, Conde, none of them get injured because that's what it can't happen, just can't happen, and I'm so scared we of that possibility. And then he, they yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah,
1: and I I think they are playing they are playing Xavi ball, but we have to remember Xavi is still a very young manager, True. very. Very young manager. Um, and he doesn't seem like the manager that's bullheaded uh, in the sense of, uh, you know, banging your head against the wall, expecting a different outcome. Um, so I, I, my guess is Xabi's going to be learning from his mistakes last season, which, you know, well, come on. You ran away with La Liga. Uh, yeah, You got to be pretty happy with that. Okay, the disappointment was where? Europa League slash Champions League. Got it. Moving on. Uh, you've got Champions League football this year. Um, you're probably going to be able to build this team much more in your light. You're doing it incrementally instead of with this massive transfer kitty that you can spend anywhere you so choose. I mean, this is like, like, I don't know the world's best football manager, uh, challenge. Um, you're a legend of the club and you're trying to build it back to its once former glory. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, I'm, I'm in agreement
0: with, yeah, go ahead. If Neymar Mm -hmm. goes to Barcelona, and he plays at left Mm -hmm. wing different because he doesn't have the same speed, but he's still a world-class player. If they win the Champions League,
1: Neymar wins the Ballon d'Or? Oh my gosh. You win the hypotheticals. I mean, probably. Probably. (laughs) I I, I don't... That's what Neymar needs to do! Please, Neymar! That's what you gotta do! (laughs) I'm sorry I don't have a better take for you here. I just feel like Neymar just needs to stay healthy and find a place again.
0: That he's happy. Uh, And that Barcelona, Neymar is happy. And with Xavi as the manager, please reinvent him as a player with Neymar, Lewandowski, Mm. and Dembele. If Gavi can play in the wing role, if it's needed. And then in midfield, Mm. Frankie, Pedri, Gundogan... Kessier to CDM. So many options with Xavi coaching too. Neymar, yeah. now's the time. Now is now the, the time. time. But put down I mean, below in else? the comment section your thoughts about yeah. El Clásico, Real Madrid, Barca transfers. We want to know what you think and if Ch- Barcelona are Champions League contenders in the near future. Now, some international <sharp> shouts. We just want to mention international football before we get yep. deep on the under-21 European lineup talk that that's going to be exciting. What do you mm-hmm. like big mentions of the of the international front? Spain. Oh on the, the international, international front, yeah, it's gotta be Spain. Yeah,
1: Spain, Spain winning the Nations Absolutely. League.
0: Big big moment yeah. from them and seeing the future of Spain. Gavi, Pedri, Balde, these three's referred. It's great to see. And it's the start of yeah. something special. But I still believe yeah. Portugal's gonna be ahead of Spain in the Euros. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Portugal that's... has fourteen goals scored in four games zero goals suffered with roberto martinez ruben diaz has played uh gosal inacio antonio silva daniel pep five center backs have have already played with uh roberto martinez and you too not to forget that yeah so
1: i'm like i'm (laughs) liking that rotation (laughs) i just i'm just gonna say it 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 is roberto martinez though so i think your shine is gonna wear off at some point alex at some point at some point there's gonna be some negativity here because let's be honest what was the quality of the opponents you were playing at the European qualifiers?
0: It's true. Bosnia, Iceland away. We showed fatigue in that game. We weren't in our best. Who did, who, we, we weren't in our did best. Who did Bosnia
1: just lose to? Who did Bosnia <laughs> just lose to, 2-zip?
0: To it happens. I get you. I do understand <laughs> that. And, and Luxembourg is a country that is improving awesome. in terms of football. And I, Leandro Barrero,
1: maybe Leandro Barrero. That
0: is shocking. But if we're going to yeah. talk about the Portuguese front, I want to say Christian Ronaldo in his last four games mm. for Portugal has scored five games. And Ronaldo's yeah. looking better now than what he did in the World Cup. Emotionally, it was very hard for him since he was leaving Man United. It was a hard month. OK, and now his state of mind, he's much, much better happier from my point of view. And Cristiano Ronaldo has 200 official international games for Portugal. That is an average of 10 official games in 20 consistent years. That's (laughs) undeniable that of the effect of Ronaldo long-term. So consistent Cristiano Ronaldo. And Cristiano Ronaldo, after the age of 30, he's got more international goals than players like Harry Kane, Luis Suárez, Eto, Drogba, David Villa, legends in their country. Christian Ronaldo mm-hmm. just after the age of 30. That's the level. What an icon. I wanted to say and I'm happy to see him involved. And I fully and you wanted- believe, Breton, that Christian Ronaldo yeah. is going to the World Cup in the States. I really believe Ooh. he's going to the World Cup in the States. He might not be the starter. I hope Gossal Rems develops himself and he becomes the starter of Portugal. I really believe yeah. that can, that will be the case too. But Ronaldo okay. will be on that plane going to the U.S. to the 2026 World Cup. I
1: yeah, and I, I don't know how many I don't know how many times I've said this. Uh, maybe I'm repeating myself, but throughout all of these 200 caps, uh, and also through all of his his whole club football career, there is not a guy that celebrates his goals as if he just scored the first goal ever, right? Uh, And and what I love about Cristiano Ronaldo is every goal seems like it's his first. Maybe that was the better way to phrase it, okay? And, uh, you know, it it gives me goosebumps just thinking about him. The smile that comes across his face when he puts a goal in, it doesn't matter if it's against Luxembourg or against uh, Al-Halal or against um, whatever. It 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 is just a phenomenal sight to see. There's a there's a man that obviously has been through a lot, but if there's one thing that he bleeds, it's football, and it's great. Very true. That's
0: very true. And Ronaldo for Portugal, 123 goals scored, 43 assists. Goat levels in terms of goals. That's insane insane yeah. so let's uh, put down below your thoughts about portugal and all this international scheme
1: but, but but i, want, I, I yes. do have to say one thing you know spain won spain won the na- nation's league uh, once again luca modric getting so close oh. and yet not being able to lift that trophy is a thing like if n'golo kante smiling is a thing we all like another thing we like the opposite end of that would be Luka Modric getting so close and not being able to lift the trophy. That's true. That's what I don't like. That's so, true. Just have to say And that. I
0: want to say Brazil, too. Brazil, after <laughs> nine years, suffered three goals in a game against Senegal. What? Embarrassing that that's the case. They need a manager. The structure at the back isn't there. I know Casemiro didn't play, but three goals are three goals. And Brazil is one of the best teams in the world club, and yeah. not club in terms of national teams. Definitely. Well, I guess Brazil's football Senegal heritage. is now. <laughs> African teams, it's between Al- yeah. Algeria, Morocco, and Senegal. And maybe Ivory yeah. Coast. So that's yeah, another maybe. topic. That's another topic. But I want to say Brazil shouldn't depend mm. on one manager only. And I see Davide Ancelotti might be coaching at the, at the time until uh, his father comes to coach, to replace, mm. but still Mm. Uh, Brazil should not be dependent on one manager only. That shouldn't
1: how's, happen. How's that for nepotism? No, but, you know, uh, <laughs> Carlo, if and when he arrives, he he will arrive, is what it sounds like. Carlo Ancelotti coaching Brazil is going to be much more of a, a, a historic moment than people are giving it credit for. He will be the first foreign-born, non-Brazilian okay, coach of obviously one of the most storied historic uh, uh countries of football um on this planet so yes. uh that's actually a big deal obviously he's more than qualified but he is going to have to navigate a world of uh of brazilian football um that not nobody non-brazilian has ever had to navigate right that's so true. it's going to be interesting top five manager in the
0: history of football too at yeah willing Usher. to take the risk willing to i've never seen mm-hmm. i think in my watching football i can't remember a. Such an iconic manager in the scheme of things to go to international football and to do this. So let's wait and see if that's the case. Maybe if Zidane had gone to the French national team, that would have been interesting too to see. But then we got
1: to talk about who's going to take to take over madrid next yeah Yeah, that's
0: that's for the future it's between okay nagelsman maybe but let's wait and see but european under 21 talk if you want to know players of the european 21 we'll be talking a lot in this video but put down below the players that you know and like this video for more detailed videos about certain topics like the under 23 european uh, european
1: cup so and 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 yes yes but before we get started just a quick little understanding some of these players are older than 21 okay the way the u21 euros are set up is apparently anyone born after 2000 or something like that can actually play in this Uh, i don't know if that's covid related or if really this should be renamed the u23 euros but i guess u21 rang true so we understand that not everybody in these lineups they're all in the u21 euros but they're not all under 21 so are we ready?
0: My defense though with the under 21 okay. European players to watch. My defense of, okay. your, of under 21 European I the my defense of the under 21 European competition, my defense has yeah. totally true but in goal. Then I have at the left Udogi oh. with Scalvini mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. De Bast at center back. And at the mm. right, I have Kalulu. But I wanted to say okay. Levi Colville, but Scalvini for me edges because he's a world-class okay. potential too. I love Scott. Uh- yeah.
1: Love's yeah, yeah. I, I I, I, like a lot of those names, and that's the crazy thing. The point we're going to try and get across here is if you're not watching the U21 Euros, um, there is a lot of talent at this tournament. A lot of talent sitting home, but a lot of talent at this tournament. So my defense, I'm I'm going to go with uh, the Dutch goalkeeper, Bart Verbruggen, who is phenomenal for Anderlecht uh, late in the season. He's broken through there. Expected to make, I believe, a big move to Brighton. Thank you, Brighton, for getting back to their old transfer policy ways. 17
0: uh, in Belgium. Be- in yeah. League.
1: Great. But I also am going to shout out Daniel Peretz. Uh, this is, he's, he uh, saved, he's the Israeli goalkeeper. Saved two, not one. Two penalties. I believe a Mukoko one against Germany as they actually got a draw in their opener. But Bart Verbruggen is my goalkeeper. My left back, I'm gonna go with Quilinche Hartman, uh another Dutchman, uh, that was part of Feyenoord's championship win. I'm gonna go with Scalvini at center back because his is is First game was not great, but he is such a talent. My other center back is the man of controversy in that France-Italy game. It's going to be Castello Luqueba from France, although you could put the whole French team in this U21 thing. And my right back is one that has not yet, you know, branched out, but I loved him in La Liga, and it's Arnold Martinez for Spain. Okay? Uh, I I picked him over Kalulu, man. Kalulu did not have a great season for AC Milan. I think Kalulu is a phenomenal player, but... We'll see. Arno Martinez is one Mm -hmm. to definitely watch. You know who? You know the other thing I saw though. England, did they play James Garner at right back?
0: Uh, And they played Max Ahrens at left back. That was that was quite. That was I wasn't expecting that from England.
1: (laughs) It worked. It worked.
0: It did. But I don't know if it's gonna work with the big boy teams.
1: (laughs) England do have
0: options though. And you're mentioning England, and I do have an English player in my midfield. (laughs) So my best midfield of the under. under 21 European Cup. I, it, it saddens me not to put Dronevs, but I have Sandro Tonali that shocks me that he's not in the first the team of its Italy. I have Manu Kone of Kefri Turam. Just, just pick, pick yourself. And then mm. the, I have Jacob Ramsey that is such wow. an underrated <laughs> midfielder and a star for this under 21 team of England but Charles the kettle is hard not to mention being honest yeah yeah
1: well we we did not we did not go over these beforehand and you and I have the exact same midfield Manu Kone <laughs> Sandro Tonali and Jacob Ramsey oh, right there all Jonez, right uh,
0: will be one of the best Jo will be will one be. of the best people please remember this but, name
1: and there's two there's two other 10s that I need to mention and that's Fabian Ryder, who we probably won't talk about until he makes a move from Young Boys and but and if Bench- you're looking on the uh, yeah, Graven Birch, you know, I like him. I can't wait to see him play more. I hope it happens, <laughs> but Graven Birch, I love Graven and Taylor in that midfield for the yeah, Dutch. That's... I mean, I, I honestly, I believe they're a favorite. I believe they're a favorite. They could win this tournament. Uh, and I'm register my absolute shock and awe, especially with all the changes going on at AC Milan, that Sandra Tonali was allowed to not be, uh, with the Azuri, uh, in the nation's league, because frankly, if he was there, I think they would have gone further. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's a mistake in Mancini's part. Uh, you're blooding this team for the future. Let Tanali get senior reps, not U21 captain reps. He's already proved that with AC Milan. Sandro Tanali deserved to be at the Nations League, not at the U21 Fucked. Euros. Mm. Fuck. That's
0: um, so, and well then said, be,
1: bro. so Yeah, well beyond said. that, though, uh, I mean, France, obviously. You <laughs> you mentioned Kefren Turam, Manu Kone, and there's another guy. Mm. Maxence Krakore is just phenomenal and if somebody doesn't poach him up from Lyon uh soon enough uh then they're then they're just dumb uh and it should happen sooner rather than later so I just wanted to make sure I mentioned him in the midfield
0: and you have others with Spain too Gabri Vega which we believe Mm he'll be moving this summer and Antonio Blanco that's one of the great Real Madrid players to watch I really believe in this kid too great pass on him one wanted to mention that and it's fantastic to see juan miranda i didn't even mention too that he's in the spanish national team that he was in the under seven at 17 world cup when england won he was in that team with spain at, with abel Ruiz. that too is in an under 21 european but cup th- it's
1: the other the other thing if you're going back and you're mentioning like left backs, the the amount of solid center backs at this U21 Euros. And I know two of them haven't had the greatest opener, right? I was really, really excited to see Tom, uh, Tomas Arojo oh, uh, play team his team first team. game. And I, I get it. I, what From what I hear, it was one of the worst games he's had in a in a Portuguese shirt, never seen uh, like let alone that. in his career. But I also know he's much better than that because I have seen him play, right? He's so uh, sad, so I am still excited about him even though he's gonna get the game off <laughs> uh due to his red card next game. But the other one that will likely make a move um is another Dutchman, Mickey van de Ven, who broke out mm. benched, I believe, Maxence lacroix Uh he Mickey van Deven was phenomenal for Wolfsburg uh this season and uh has has you know he's been pretty good. He helped shut out Belgium. But on the Belgian side you've got Cody De Winter, who had I think the best opener out of any of the center backs in the entire uh, U21 Euros. Uh, and he's one to, to watch for them. And then, I mean, it's it's just Loic Bade. Like, you just won the Europa League. But you red card. were a star <laughs> in that. And you got a red card too. So, <laughs>
0: but Sevilla, he's still one of the best. Sevilla yeah. opted uh, to, to pay the $12 million and stay with him. So, Bade, great player. Great player from Sevilla too. And that's a great mention too. And just going to say too, the Netherlands midfield... Graven Birch, Taylor, and Quinton Timber. That's another Timber. It's not just Yurian Timber. Quinton Timber and Feyenoord, Another player to watch and with high potential too. So that's just it's mad. Mad.
1: You think uh you think Urian Timber winds up at Arsenal?
0: Uh, uh I think Arsenal do need a player like him. So yes. Uh, but it's not okay. for 30 million. Definitely. Yeah. It's for like 40 I'll to 50. But if he mm-hmm. doesn't go he might be going to man united look what happened with lisandro martinez we all recall mm-hmm. that links with arsenal lisandro lisandro and what look look what end up <laughs> yep. but my front trio of, of the under 21 world cup aye, you, my front trio of the under 21 european cup i have at openda openda one of the great forwards mm-hmm. in league on this season i have Sergio mm-hmm. Gomes, a european treble winner that is playing at winger and I have mm-hmm. a striker. It was a very hard decision. But I have Kali Mwendo of Stade Ren, another player that had high importance for his team and Liga and a first team level. That's, that's mm. my front trio.
1: <laughs> all, all I can say is if Kali Mwendo, Kali Mwendo Enzo Le if Enzo Le goes to Stade René, that rhymes. It's perfect. There's a chant right there. Uh, that would be huge, and that's what we're hearing so far. Oh, is Enzo no, there? Um That would be baller. ridiculous. Oh. Yeah. So, but my, my forward three, we have one. One in common in my forward three. My forward three at left Open wing button. is going to be Sergio Gomez. Ah. Sergio Gomez uh, at left wing. No, my striker is going to be somebody different. And you might be surprised, but he's doing it on both fronts. And my striker is Zeki Amduni. Okay. For Switzerland, he has scored five goals, five caps for Swiss, the Swiss national team, okay, for the senior team. He's got four goals in his four Euro qualifiers that he has played for them, okay. And on top of that, he's coming down. He, I think he came off the bench for this game because he had just played and scored two goals in a Euro quali- qualifier a couple days earlier. But Zeki Amdouni had 22 goals for Basel last year, and oh. Basel. I think people are forgetting, were Europa Conference League semifinalists. They had a crappy domestic campaign, but Zeki Amduni has only really come on in 2023. Um, phenomenal striker. If you don't know him, uh, he's probably, he has nothing to do with Artur Cabral, but he is Basel's next Arthur Cabral. He's their next big uh, signing elsewhere. And to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Fiorentina dips their toes in and says, hey, this guy scored two goals against us, even though we beat him, sign him. Right, but Zeki Abduni is somebody to watch in this one because he is only 22 um, and he's just breaking out. Zeki uh, so Abduni. we'll see. if he-
0: Zeki yeah. Abduni, strikers to watch in the Under 20 uh, European Trophy. You got Zeki Abduni, Mukoko, Pietro mm-hmm. Pellegrini. You got Kalimuendo Openda, Fabio Silva, Vitinha. So yeah. many, so much talent to watch. It's just yeah. crazy. Just crazy. And I crazy, just hope Fabi Silva plays thing.
1: more. <laughs> Me too. Me too. 100%. I, I do have to him, Brian Broby. I mean, there's so many on all all ends here. But the thing about Zeki Amduni is Turkish U21 international for like a couple games until he switched. I don't know if there was ever a chance for Turkey to pull him away. Okay, but all I kept thinking was, "Wow, Arta Guler is coming along at a really good time and a really good clip for the Turkish national team." Imagine if they had a guy like Zeki Anduni up top to be the beneficiary of a lot of what Guler creates. Um, and, it, and then, and then I got sad for Turkey because you know they they don't have him and. S- Switzerland has him. So well, Zeki Amduni is definitely one to watch.
0: Well, Turkey got Arda Guler, that's gonna leave reportedly for the release clause of 17.5 million, and Arkun Koksu at twenty-two. So Turkey midfield, they're Ooh, cooking something right there. They're
1: cooking something. Okay.
0: And I wanted to say I didn't know this player before. I I checked the tape with Belgium with Netherlands and very interesting mm-hmm. left back, Maxime of Westerloo. Yes. In the league, he's like Hooper. he's got nine goals, seven assists. I didn't know a lot about him, and a lot of teams that need a left wing back that plays like him. Very good offensively. Pay attention to this uh, to this player in the Belgium team, please. Yeah, and listen, to club
1: Club Rouge already has Bo- Bjorn Meyer, uh, young Dutch left back, uh, but you've got other, you know, Anderlecht, Standard Liège is trying to revamp their squad. Um, they he likely will go to a. a higher team in the pro league before he moves on. But Maxim De Kuiper has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely phenomenal. And I love it in Westerlo. I watched them a lot this season because Brian Reynolds, it was on loan. He was their right back when De Kuyper was their left back, and they formed a formidable uh, duo. Um, some of the best fullbacks in the league. So, uh, anyway, my attack, I gotta go go through it really quickly. Sergio Gomez at left wing. My strike force is, uh, is Zeki Amduni, and my right wing, I am gonna still say Pedro Neto, because I still think it's bonkers that he's there, uh, but if he's there, I think he'll cook over time. Um, but it is also weird not to say a guy like Michael Olise. Because he's there, too.
0: He's there, too. Oh, my days. I should put Olise. Oh, my days. I should put Olise. We have to say (laughs) Olise was the top teenager in terms of assists in the top five leagues. Michael Olise for sure deserves a move this summer. I would love to see him maybe in a PSG rebuild or even... Getting the spotlight in Newcastle with Tonali, (laughs) Brungi, and Ellington as options in midfield. That would be crazy. Wanted to see that. That So (laughs) my under-23 euros, players to watch. I got in goal, Anatoly Trubin with left back. Woof! Udogi, then Scalvini, and Debast at centre-back. And at the right, I have Kalulu. Then my three in midfield, I have Tonali, I have Manu Kone, and I have... Jacob Ramsey, underrated. Please, but Drone F, it was hard not to pick. In my top three, I had Openda, I have Kalimuendo, and I have Sergio Gomez, And I wanted to mention Fabio Silva, then please give him more minutes. Talent to watch. Do team. it. That's my under 21 yeah. euros. Team. All right.
1: My whole, my whole 11 is goalkeeper Bart Verbruggen, uh, left back Quilinci Hartman, uh, center backs are Scalvini and Lukeba, right back is Arno Martinez. And my three midfielders, Manu Kone, Sandro Tenali, Jacob Ramsey, sounds familiar. My attack is Sergio Gomez on the left. We've got Zeki Amduni up top, and we've got Pedro Neto on the right side. But listen, I do have to mention one last guy. Uh, He did not have a great first game, but if you're watching the Israeli national team, if you're watching Red Bull Salzburg next Mm -hmm. season, watch out for Oscar Klauck, because uh, he's he's taking... uh, um, He's taken a lot of Salzburg fans by storm. I mean, he love, they love him. Uh, they're very high on him. I think we get more comments about him on our Twitter uh, than probably any other player. So either that or he's got a good marketing department. <laughs> but no, if you watch Oscar Glauk, he's much younger than the majority of these players at this U21 Euros. He is a very, very good playmaker that could make the leap to Leipzig. Leap to Leipzig if Zobislau, uh decides to move on. Zobislai. Uh, so I, uh, I really, really enjoy watching cloud play and, uh, I enjoy that we get more U21 euros. They're only one game through, so keep watching.
0: It's true. It's true, and I wanted to mention final player on my end, Pietro Pellegrini, a player that in the past Mm. moved to Monaco with a high, high potential, but that potential remains. Not as high, maybe, but Pietro Pellegrini. After injuries, he was bought by Torino for $5 to replace a player like Bellotti that went to Roma, and let's wait and see what he can make in his career. He's still under 22, Pietro Pellegrini, and Italy do need a striker next to Nocto, in the future because noctop
1: what a player <laughs> yep, seriously another player that is at the u21 euros he is at the <laughs> u21 euros he was also with the senior national team i think and he should have started but mancini mancini decided not to start him but anyway he should do do really well there and the funny thing is i think one of the first players you and i ever talked mm. when we met you know was actually pietro uh Pallegri, right mm. uh he was a Really, there was him, and it was one other player. I forget maybe Pinamonte or one of the old, they're not old, but one Uh, of the guys that, like, uh, Allegri got Esposito. Uh, Yeah, Allegri got his start when he was 15, right? He got his first minutes, like, he was really, really young. 16, he was playing. I remember,
0: I remember he was playing Uh, in Genova at the time. At 16, and that would have been
1: right around the time you and I started (laughs) chatting. Started so, there you about go.
0: football. But people, put down you below You're under-23 euros ballers to watch. We want to see in the comment section your opinions. And like this video for more videos just like this. And if you're listening to episode 111 until now, do not forget to like this video, okay? Go bold in the comment section too. And do you have any last mentions, Bretton, you want to make?
1: Uh, Busquets and Messi, and in inner that's cool. <laughs> and that's it. We
0: have a Ballon d'Or winner in the MLS. It will be the first time ever that happens in the history of the Ballon d'Or. A winner outside of Europe and being in yeah. the MLS with Messi that would be historic. Oh my <clears throat> days! But people, that's put down below if you believe that Messi is going to do that. We will know that you're listening until the end <laughs> if you're as- answering this topic. And again. Thank you, people, for going bold and listening to episode 111.